Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Brandon DeFabio, vocalist of the band Pure Bliss. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! What's going on, caffeinated crew? On this episode, I'm joined by Brandon from Pure Bliss. I love saying Pure Bliss because it's like the drug term. It's Pure Bliss, but the drug term <laughs> from um, from 21 Jump Street because they 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 like do Bliss or whatever. It's just funny to me. But Dan, uh, Brandon from Pure Bliss, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I am jealous <laughs> of the shirt because I didn't get one on the pre-sale. But it's that that dope Syracuse orange rip. We'll bust them out again. Whatever we're hard up for cash, we'll make these again, <laughs> which could be at any fucking time. So uh, <laughs> just at, at any moment. <laughs> and, and literally, the closer we get to the first of the month, like right now we're in the middle of the month, so we're all doing okay. Once that first of the month rolls around, you might see a little auto pre-order. <laughs> oh man, pick one of we're running these again. Pick them up. Pick them up while they're hot. <laughs> yeah, this month we did the. Uh, did that fucking Resident Evil rip, which is probably my favorite rip we've ever done. Like probably any band I've ever been in is just beyond fucking cool. I got the clown shirt, the, the 315 shirt. And Hell yeah. uh, my wife is like, are you going to wear any other shirt? And I'm like, it just fits so well. <laughs> like it looks tough and it fits and it kind of scares people when I walk around. So Hell yeah, dude. I appreciate that. It's funny enough. Uh, my buddy Dom sings this band called Freeze Motherfucker from Philly. And uh, he picked up one of those when we were on tour. We played in Philly. And Freeze just played the Gathering of the Juggalos. And Dom wore the clown shirt while they were playing. And I like saw a bunch of pictures. He had like sent it with me or anything, but I just like <laughs> saw these pictures of like, why is like our clown shirt on this big ass stage? And I just saw all these ICP flags and shit. I was like, oh my fucking God, dude. <laughs> those guys must have fucking loved it. Oh, I'd be like taking Fagos and like spraying Fago everywhere. Yo, I would I would love to play that shit. People look down on like the gathering of jugglers or whatever. One, it's like the most prime people watching you will ever, ever have. And two, like, you know those like those guys are so easy to impress. Just like aerosoled out of their fucking minds, jugglos. You could play nothing. And like they're just gonna fucking. I don't know if any of them like can afford merch or whatever, but they'll fucking dig your set, you know. <laughs> they'll definitely put some shit on TikTok. Yeah, fair enough, man. I'll get on Juggle on TikTok. That's fine with me. It's better Fuck, than being man. on two step in public places TikTok. So I mean, either fucking oh, way. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about coffee. Uh, what do you have going on if you're drinking anything today? So I've been drinking coffee all morning out of my very worked in fucking like working man's beat up coffee cup that has fucking coffee dripping down the side of it. So not to like throw any cred that I may have had immediately out the window. I love pumpkin coffee, dude. I fucking love I brother. I love pumpkin coffee. So I got just like I'm basic, man. I just got like the Starbucks, like pumpkin coffee. Brewed that bitch up. I'm feeling a little sick today. Threw that bad boy together. A little bit of oat milk, a little bit of Splenda. Just mm. keeping it nice, you know, a nice fucking cup of Joe while I'm working. <laughs> and uh, it's great, dude. Like if I even if I go crazy, like I love coffee, but like even if I'm going crazy, I'll just get like a dirty chai or just like shit like that. Uh, I, I I wish I was more of like. Like crazy, like coffee guy. Like I wish I was someone that fucking had an espresso maker and had the little thing with the like teeth on, like the comb, and like did the shit. That must those guys look like they're living. So like they're loving it. I the fucking would love shit like that. Yeah, like I, they put a fucking pog on it or some shit, then they like put it in the fucking thing. Like that just seems like one. You're living like a supervillain, which is sick. And two, like, that's the tiniest little cup of coffee ever that you just busted your ass for. 
And that's fucking sick. Like, what a flex that would be. Yeah. But it's a flex. No, today's nice and basic. A little, little pumpkin, a little oat milk. I've had about fucking six of these today, but you know. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, I have a problem. Yeah, that that sounds like an addiction. Uh, <laughs> um, and doing pumpkin in the summer, yeah, that's uh, that's a little out of pocket. Oh, we're close, man. Well, we got a few <laughs> weeks left, man. We're every day the weather gets colder and I get spicier, man. Every day you get spooky and spicy all the oh, way. Oh, I get to... spooky and spicy. <laughs> I fucking love it. I even got an Instagram. I got like a fucking folder with my girlfriend of like, this is all the shit we're doing in the fall. Like I'm the most basic piece of shit on the planet, dude. I love it. Uh, well, I'm drinking something I brought back from Europe. Uh, this one's from actually Brussels. It's called Wide Awake. That's the roastery. And this is Salco, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't speak Japanese, but that's what it looks like is written there. Japanese. Yo, I look like a caveman. I was just talking about Starbucks pumpkin. <laughs> Bro, you got German Japanese coffee you can't pronounce. Might be, might be. Uh, I, I would have hit Amazon if I knew it was going to be like this. <laughs> uh, no, this is the last bag I have from my, because I went to uh, Europe on vacation. I went to Outbreak. Um, so I've been working through all the ones I brought back. But this Hell one's yeah. good. It's a really funky coffee. It tastes like uh, like mango yogurt, I guess is what... And like, it's like really orange and fruity basically, but it's just, uh, it's just black. I do it. And I what like the a pour. fuck? That sounds yeah. amazing, dude. You know, like the pour over, like the science-y looking comb thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I make. It's, I have like a recipe I use. So. God damn. It's very I good. thought this was going to be just like a church, like, just like, Hey, yeah, you know, a little cup of Joe, like, yeah. <laughs> You got the fucking Walter White coffee fucking set up. That's it. That's uh, that's in, that's incredible, dude. That sounds amazing. It's like mangoey. It's mangoey. Like it's like tart. It's like a tart kind of orange mango flavor. Dude, you're gonna have to send me the name of that, and I'll see if I can like find it or something online somewhere. I'll like order if they have like a web store for that coffee yeah. shop. I'll fucking order it. This one's. It might be one of the. It's definitely on the crazier side of coffee that I like. Like I like funky, fruity stuff, but this one's like really tart and it's not helping that i i may have barfed this morning so it's like <laughs> the flavors in my mouth are very weird uh but this is uh it's from colombia and it's for the people who care it's a washed fermentation which is different than what's like trendy right now i guess uh but it's super good super rare it's like the tiniest little bag and it costs like fucking 30 euro or some shit like that but it's just because i talked to the barista for like an hour and he was like you should try this one nah that's sick i like when i'm on vacation like the thing i i don't like collect anything you know mm -hmm. like if i'm on vacation i'm like getting something like out of town or something like that like I, that's what i want to get is food and like drinks and just like i don't know man like i like 30 bucks for a bag of coffee does not or i guess like closer to 40 or whatever because it's 30 yeah. euros 40 50. But like, dude, that doesn't sound like that just sounds like people spend that on like shitty fucking shirts from like Florida or whatever, you know, like that's, that's it. I almost spent 20, you ever go to South of the border, dude? Yes. <laughs> Cause I'm from Savannah, no, I'm so you gotta, you gotta drive through oh. there. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So I love South of the border and bliss. Like we've toured a few times. We go down the East coast predominantly cause we're all touring on PTO, man. Like we like, we don't go that fucking far. <laughs> but uh so we stop at south of the border all the time i almost spent 20 dollars on like a fucking south of the border bottle opener because i don't know if you've ever seen it but south of the border it's the only place i've ever found it have that extra spicy ginger ale that like is just like south of the border brand and it cool. is fucking insane and so on this past tour we went on tour with regions uh from north carolina south carolina mm -hmm. they're the same thing to me i have no idea uh, back in <laughs> April and we stopped the south of the border. I was, I was just talking about this too. I got like a fucking huge pack of those ginger ales. And like, so I'm straight edge. A couple of the guys in the band drank, but like a couple of them are like, we didn't have a bottle. And I'm a fucking child. So I just assume everything's twist tops all the time for my little tactile child brain. And so like they weren't. So I had to spend 
Oh, like we were taking every single fucking piece. Like we we're gonna spend twenty bucks on a bottle opener. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the van, and we were taking every fucking item in the van and trying to like prop it on the corner and like punch the top of it. Guitar cases, water bottles. I took a phone charger and wrapped it around it and tried to like pull up on it. And we probably a fucking hour. There was no AC in the back of the van. Me and our guitar player, Charles and Damon, were in the back of the bus, just shirt off, sweating, trying to open these fucking ginger ales for like 45 minutes. Finally, when we got one, just the screaming from the back of the van. But uh, yeah, great to spend money on shit, but not a fucking bottle opener, even though that would have saved my life. I also, uh, I drank glass for the same reason, because I didn't have that bottle opener. So at... um. South of the border, I tried to open one of them by putting it on a cinder block and punching the top of it. And I was so excited when it opened, I just immediately kicked it back. And then when I brought it back down again, I realized half the rim was like missing. And I closed my mouth and it crunched. And I I, I just kind of like spit it all out. And I think I drank like the rim of the uh, thing. And I was good. I just like absorbed it. I, I'm just fucking built different, dude. I just like no, turned have, into my blood. You have the strength of a fully grown man and the rim of a glass bottle. <laughs> and the rim of a glass bottle. Uh, <laughs> and then like the very next day I broke my foot. So like that's where I was just, Fuck. there was a lot going on. I don't, I barely mosh anymore, man. And like, I was just, I don't know. I was being friendly to regions. They're good. They're good dudes. I like those guys a lot. They play good music. I was moshing around a little bit. I kicked a uh, stage monitor so fucking hard that I broke my toe and hairline fractured my foot. It was day three of a 14 day tour. (laughs) And I, uh, it was, it was fucked. And I did the entire rest of the tour and it was just fucked the entire time. Did you put a boot on or something or were you just. I taped my toes together, but like, it was funny too because I brought uh we try to go to the gym when we're on tour. Like we'll get Planet Fitness memberships. Uh the biggest thing is so we can go shower. Mm-hmm. But also like I like to like, you know, just get a little pump, like whatever. So I'm not like out of the gym for two weeks at a time. Um, so I brought this pair of like very ugly, like atrocious, like dad shoes to wear to the gym. And then I just brought like a pair of like Nike blazers for like the state. Because like, I don't know, I like to like wear okay shoes while I play. My fucking foot swelled up so much I could only fit them in the dad's yep. shoes. So there's all these pictures of me playing and like on tour wearing these like god awful, egregious, giant fucking dad shoes. Because it's like all my foot could fit into. It was awful, man. Some fucking and it kept flying off too. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was like these like twenty dollar Adidas from fucking eBay. Hell yeah, it was sick. <laughs> I kind of want some of those. Just dude in the gym can't beat them. Comfort. Dude, it's like you're walking out. I'm a fucking 260 pound man. I need a little, I need some fucking arch support. <laughs> Those <laughs> things are sick. They're fucking sick. Yeah, the 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 30 years of wearing vans is catching up to me as well. And so it's like, how can I put arches in vans? Dude, vans are tough. It's bad. Vans so. are super tough. I, I did one weekend last summer wearing vans. I swear to God, my foot felt like it was on sideways for like four days after that. It sucks. So I've been <laughs> I've been switching to my Nike trainers and just wearing them all the time because I'm like these are way more comfortable. It's like it's just like it's like such a nirvana you get to as like when you hit your 30s you're like I don't give a fuck, dude. Like I'm in a stable relationship. I don't give a fuck. Like I am choosing comfort and like fuck all y'all, dude. Like every single time I'm choosing to be comfortable and I work from home, bro. I have like three outfits. Like I mean, the fact I'm even wearing a shirt right now is like. I might as well be on a job interview right now. This is crazy. So it's just it's like, it's a place of Zen, man. It's, a, yeah, it's phenomenal. Just zen out. Fucking uh, professional top shorts for the bottom, dude. All the fuck, every single Zoom call. That's it. Underpants and then a button. That's it. <laughs> fucking Donald Duck in it. Every yeah. chance you could possibly <laughs> fucking get. <laughs> That's like I'm interviewing for jobs and it's like shirt, tie, suit. Yeah, Donald Duck bottom. That's it. Absolutely, dude. Fuck yeah what's up mother cluckers um (laughs) so you were at an oddities market last week yo yeah so funny enough uh i 
in Buffalo, they do this like oddities convention thing. It's once a year. I'm not super into that shit, but my girlfriend is like super into it. And we just met like a couple months ago, just started dating. So like any, like all the time, I'm like, fuck yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it. Which like, I enjoy doing it, but I'm just like in that stage where I'm like, you want to punch me in the mouth? Like I'll, I'll go buy a mouth guard. Like we're good. So like we were, it was very cool, man. Uh, we didn't, we didn't crazy uh steve who drums in bliss he got this like fucking taxidermied snake inside of like this glass like cylindrical fucking thing i like i grew up in haunted houses bro i don't need that kind of like voluntary fucking my life up right now so like i'm like i'm white i'm not that like bringing ghosts into my house white so right. like i uh I, you know, I got a fucking rug that's shaped like a spider web. <laughs> so I, I kept it pretty easy. Playing it safe. Oh, every single time. Man. I'll get my TJ Maxx spooky shit. I don't need all, all of that. <laughs> TJ Maxx spooky shit. What you got, the, the life hack for that is you wait until after Halloween and buy your Halloween decorations for the next year on clearance. Absolutely, dude. And the fucking, it, it, the expanded life hack of that is you go in there before Halloween, you find the shit you want, and you fucking hide, you it. hide it. So then after Halloween, dude, I'm a dirtbag. I'm like going through racks and shit, like hanging shit in the middle, like when it's circular, and just coming back after Halloween. I'm getting that deal. Or I'm going through a self-checkout, and I'm making that deal. And you can put that in the podcast. I don't give a shit. I'm making those discounts. <laughs> See, this is the rule, though, is that if it's a multi-million dollar company, all day. Who gives a shit? It's, it's free game. And who gives a shit? Any yeah. little like mom and pop shit like that, never in my life. But if it's mm. to the point where they have self-checkouts, that's a pretty good litmus test right there. So it's <laughs> like, you know, you give me the fucking plank, I'm going to walk off it. So. <laughs> it's like up here, we, I have some friends that are like, I'll never steal from like the corner store dep or like the dep sure, yeah, what, totally. what it's called. We'll never steal. I will go into a grocery store and take <laughs> like... Oh, dude, Walmart all day. Target yeah. if I'm feeling spicy. But like, it's just, I'll go but you see the videos. This, you see the videos of the, the shoplifting prevention guys at Target. Those dudes are tough. Oh, yeah, they're hard. I like, they'll punch you in the mouth. Like, it's fucking crazy. Walmart guys will just like encircle you with carts and like chant until you just run away. Uh, Target guys, they'll punch you in your fucking mouth. They'll tackle like, you they, like a football tackle. Yeah, they don't give a shit, dude. Uh, I this is like such a good testament to how like much of a dirtbag I am that this is that's my hardcore coffee. It took me what 10 minutes to talk about shoplifting. So we yeah. are just uh speed running. <laughs> the dirtbag, no glitch speed run. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> rounding you in as a person. Oh, easily. They're gonna play this uh for my future political career and it'll just it'll be fine. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, I only ask about the oddities thing. I wasn't sure if you like part, if you participate or if you're just going to see it, but, uh, for a long time in Savannah, there's a place called Grayface. It's like a fucking awesome record store, but then they sell weird taxidermied animals that are like put together and shit like that. Dude. They also sell like awesome spells in a bag and shit. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so we've had some like sci-fi posters and stuff, but here the only thing that they do is like a punk rock flea market. Like oh, totally. Punk rock in quotes. It's pretty cool. Right. There's some cool vendors from like around Canada, but there's like a few people. There's this one girl who had this fucking, it's a uh, needle stitched. Like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm looking at it to find the adjectives. <laughs> Basically it was made by like this nine-year-old girl in 1977. And it looks like Pennywise, like, like a stitch, like a needle stitched, like kind of picture. But it was made when? 1977. Fuck yeah, dude. Before That's it, shit. Before it came out. I hate that. But that is uh, pretty fucking cool, man. Not shit like that. I like a lot. Like that's fucking super sick. I'm a sucker for like paranormally spooky shit. I think just the taxidermy shit, just like that's almost right on the line for me. Where's that? But I did see a taxidermy possum rowing a canoe that I almost went to further credit card debt for. And that, that was pretty be, fucking cool. That that would be a future purchase for me. Like just the, there's like a cuteness. <laughs> there's like a cuteness there. Yeah. It's like, you know, 
you died, but you look pretty fucking great doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I just barely, barely peruse that shit. Very like <laughs> once in a blue moon. <laughs> Are you carrying lit sage and like? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just fucking like, what's that shit that like uh, they do in church with like the cauldron thing where they fucking swing it and smoke shit. it? Yeah, yeah, I'm just like bombing everyone with that. Uh, it's just really just getting all the bad vibes out. <laughs> Free yourselves. <laughs> Uh, I know that you talked a bit about Syracuse hardcore, um, but I guess kind of give me your background. I know you played in Meth Mouth uh, a while back, like early 2010s. Is that it? Uh, so it, Meth Mouth uh, started, shit, I think we started in like 2015 and okay. I really peaked through like 2016, 2017. We like toured like a lot, a lot. But even before that, uh, I, I forget if it was like when we were recording or not, but I mentioned I, I played my first show when I was like 13, but mm-hmm. that was actually in a fucking like pop punk band that covered, uh, dude, we covered the uh, the middle, the Jimmy World, and I uh, <laughs> played guitar and I got to play the solo and it was uh, pretty sick actually, but uh, <laughs> that's a flex. Uh, yo, yeah, so I, that's like, in my top three, like gun to my head, tell someone about myself. It's uh that, and then a couple other like weird. I'm not, you know, we'll get there and we we'll get there. We'll get but there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess in like the hardcore space, like I was in a few shitty like mall metal metalcore bands, as I feel like a lot of people were. Like a verb, the noun, garbage. Um, not to <laughs> talk bad about any verb, the noun enjoyers, but you know it's bad. We all know it's fucking bad. That's so wait that it just it just caught me. Verb the noun, right? I'm not joking. First band was a verb to noun. Fucking a day to remember ripoff band. So yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a verb the noun's a genre, dude. People yep. don't realize it, but they created that themselves. And the fact that they hate it only means that we're right. Mm-hmm. Um great. But and so I so when I was 18 years old, I claimed straight edge. Big long thing. I had a buddy die, you know, all all the shit. But then there was this band from Auburn, which is where I actually grew up until I moved to Syracuse, which is only like, you know, 35 minutes. Like if I were to tell someone like, oh, you're so far away, I'd say Syracuse either way. Mm -hmm. Um, There was this band called Fortress that was like this down tempo, like drop A, but still covering throwdown, just like fun straight edge band. And I remember, I don't want to talk about too much how I got in there because it was a little uh, shysty. But I had replaced their bass player and I played bass in that band. And I think that's where I really started to have fun playing like heavy, like ridiculous shows. I was 18, 19 years old. We were like getting banned from venues. We were just like starting shit everywhere we went. I would like swing my bass at people while we were playing. Like we were just having a fucking blast. We never really got out of town too much. Like we got out of New York a couple times. Mostly we just stayed around town a couple hours away. We were broke 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, we played some like great, we played a sworn enemy. We played Lionheart. We played murder, death kill, like all these cool bands. Oh, shit. That, like, I feel like that was like really where I started to be like, this is sick. I started to move away from that, like verb, the noun, mall metal, like bullshit shows, you know? Um, and then from there, that broke up. And I, when I first started singing in bands, I did vocals in this band called Goon. That had happened right after that. That was, uh, I wanted to be Human Furnace from Ringworm so bad that I just like very, like, I listen to the recordings now. I'm like, damn, I know that hurt while I was doing it. But, <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was like a thrashy sort of like crossover kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, Goon broke up, that's when I started Meth Mouth. And Meth Mouth was like never supposed to be anything. And we named it Meth Mouth. It was never yeah. supposed to be anything. What a dumb fucking name. What a dumb. You want to try to not sell a t shirt on an entire tour? Put meth on it. You'd be shocked how little merch you sell. Uh, <laughs> so we, we started Meth Mouth. And it was, I didn't really know the guys that well. Uh, I knew my buddy Cliff was kind of like the first one that I had roped in. And he was one of those guys where he doesn't play bass, but he was going to fucking play bass. Like, just yep. one of those guys. And um, 
I vaguely knew these two kids, uh, Jordan and Kyle, from like shows I played with Goon. They're another hardcore band, so we got them in. And then this kid, Matt, that I knew from uh, working the desk at a tattoo shop, he played guitar, and we just like slapped it all together. And it just like, not that we were like a big band or anything, but the amount that we did was like, I feel like it was it was cool because it was never supposed to be anything, but it became a great opportunity for me to like cut my teeth and make a lot of fucking mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm glad I got to do in my early 20s. Because like now, if I was touring with Bliss the way that I toured with Beth Mouth, like I'd be fucking miserable. Like both in terms of like touring semi full time, we all had shitty jobs. We were all living in a five and it, we were five of us living in a three bedroom house together. We called it Meth Manor. Uh, our internet was literally under first name meth, last name mouth. Sick. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, just like making all the mistakes in the world, man. Because my buddy Sean, he was in a band called Ghost Shit back in the day, which I guess they're playing shows again now too. Mm-hmm. But their last show was our first show. And soon after that, he's like, hey, dude, like I want to get into booking tours, like managing bands and shit. And he sort of asked if we could be his like, prototype band and we're like all right man like thinking we get like a weekend every now and again and sean killed it for us man like he got us on a lot of cool shit we did a lot of cool tours we did this cool like weekend with lionheart up through canada we came mm-hmm. to that like montebello rock fest one year and like that oh, was yeah, super yeah. fucking cool dude i saw corn like that was fucking uh, that day was sick um lots of funny stories i don't know how much like storytelling you want me to do but lots of funny stories from that day no no no, no it's good we love a story and so like we it, it just turned into so much and even like the last tour we did was with that band wolf down from germany and like oh, just shit, a lot of like yeah. cool shit that we got to do where when meth mouth broke up and i you know bliss was sort of a pandemic band we were all just bored out of our fucking minds there's this dude ron who i had known my whole life there's just this amazingly talented guitar player amazingly talented songwriter and i'd never been in a band with him before uh, so I just finally fucking nagged this dude to death. And I was like, we'll make a band. We'll call originally it was going to be called Close Grip. And it was going to be like a blacklisted ripoff band where I was like, I want to write really cool lyrics. And like, it won't be that heavy, but it'll be very like our apartment's always empty type, like blacklisted kind of shit. And then the second we started writing that, we're like, we want to write heavy parts. So we yeah. fucking threw all that shit out. And it just became pure blessed, which is nice now because like, even just going on the road and like having old connects for meth mouth days and like meth mouth did so many like door deals and got fucked over so many times. It's like not, you know, it definitely was people's fault at times, but I don't want to come on a podcast and talk shit, but it was just, you know, making a lot of mistakes that now, like, I feel like I'm such like a seasoned guy when I go out and do the bullshit that we do, that it's just like, I don't know, even when shit does go South, like we had one of the, one of the Canadian days just a couple weeks ago when I'd met you was a little, got a little dicey at one point but oh, it's yeah. just nice to have uh we'll talk about it later but it was just nice to uh have a little bit of that experience under my belt where i'm like all right well i you know if i have to be a dickhead i can be a dickhead did you have to do no, this did you have to hold the hand to the atm uh dealio uh virtually yes nice but uh Montebello rock fest is very funny though and so that was in 2016 and we didn't play. Methoth didn't play. Lionheart played. Because obviously that band is a little bit bigger than like whatever. Um, but it was fun because we had like artist passes and shit. And the way that that fest is set up. Have you ever, have you ever gone to that fest? I missed it. I didn't move here until after it was basically done. Oh, I didn't realize it was like done done. Yeah, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Oh, wild. So it was the way that fest works is there was like stages set up and you would pull your van up behind the stage you would load onto the stage, play your set. The van would still be sitting there, load back into the van, pull away. The next van would pull up. And during that time, there'd be a band on the stage next to you. So when you're setting up, this stage is playing. It was like mm-hmm. insanely efficient. And if it wasn't for everyone speaking French, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It would have been the smoothest day ever. We also accidentally drank all of the Spice Icons Red Bulls. And I remember they were pissed about it. But anyway, uh, so... I'm sure they forgive you now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're past it. Uh, they got enough drama with that tour coming up. But anyway, uh, we, <laughs> Lionheart had played and we loaded onto the stage. Lionheart played this set. Everything is very cool. I fucking love those guys. Load off the stage. 
And as we were loading everything back into the van, uh, this dude comes up with this big white guitar. And he goes, yo, dudes, like, I, I work for the fest. We got this guitar. We're going to have all the bands sign it. And I'm going to raffle it off for charity. It's like this thing we do. And everyone's like, oh, cool. So, like, Jay from Lionheart signs it. Rob signs it. Sean was actually filling in for Lionheart at the time. So, Sean signs it. And Sean just, like, gives me this look and he hands me the guitar. And I'm like, absolutely, dude. Like, absolutely. <laughs> so, I take it. I take the Sharpie. I write my name on it. I write Meth Mouth with the Metallica M's. And I just like hand it back to him and I fucking forget about it for the rest for like the rest of forever. I just forget about it until a couple months go by and I get this tag on Facebook and I see the other people that are tagged and I have no idea who any of these people are. And it was the dude who won the guitar. And it was like, this guitar is covered in like the most like crazy pedigree of musicians and me dude it is so funny i wish i could fucking find it it's like uh, brian head and like dude it literally <laughs> it was so dude if i can i literally found it bro so the guy's facebook post i know this is like an audio podcast but so his post it's literally randy blythe from lamb of god fuck that dude's name up all the dudes from Lagwagon, all the dudes from no facts joey from anthrax Billy Talent, all the dudes from Lionheart, Brian from Corn, Joe from DOA, all of Agnostic Front, Dead Kennedys, Corrosion of Conformity, Brandon from Meth Mouth. <laughs> Snuck my ass onto that. So it's just so funny. I was like, damn, dude, sorry. <laughs> like there was actually this Florida Power Violence Meth Mouth, which I assume he thought it was that because they did a little bit better than us. So I'm sure he's praying it was that bad. Oh, if he only knew. <laughs> yeah right. I mean, it was for charity. Fuck them. You know, it was for charity. We're good. What the kids or whoever the fuck needed the money got their money. It's fine. They still, they still got the money. <laughs> yeah, and it was for the dude. That day was so funny because we we're hanging out in this artist building, and I was just like talking with all these like guys, or whatever. And the dude, I forget his name now, but the guy who sings for Comeback Kid, like, came up to me, and we we're all just like, chatting, or whatever. Yeah, I fucking love that band. Like, I mm -hmm. love Comeback Kid. It was very funny because obviously I'd never met the guy, but I recognize it because I've seen Comeback Kid so many times. And he goes and shakes my hand. And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm Andrew. I sing for Comeback Kid. And my fucking response was, oh, I know. And then it's just the second it came out of my mouth. I was like, fuck, that sounds terrifying. So it was just like, <laughs> it was a fun day. It was a solid day. A plus all the way around. Just Yeah. Oh, I know. I know your address too, man. Don't even worry about it. Just, just fucking off in between Ottawa and Montreal, starting so much beef unintentionally. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's okay. Canadian money's not even real, so it feels weird. Yo, I the show that I met you at, I literally left it like holding like the money we got like cashed out with. I'm like, I feel like this is a fever dream. Like this money doesn't feel like I feel like this is gonna like turn to sand or something. <laughs> it just is so weird. As you cross cross back over the borders, just <laughs> it just all turns to like maple syrup in my palm. Like maybe the real maybe the real loonies are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> it was the memories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was the fifth element. <laughs> Me and my friends, even before I moved to Montreal, uh, we used to joke about how Canada uses Monopoly money and they call it like Manoops or something stupid like that. <laughs> turns, out, turns out you get here and it's literally called Loonies and Toonies. Loonies and Toonies. Dude, I came up to Toronto years and years ago. It was like Against Me was playing or some shit. And I remember I was just like going about my day, fucking paying with cash for everything. I was getting money back, whatever. And I was just getting change. And like, I never think to like, give a shit about change you know and i remember at the end of the day i emptied out my pocket in the hotel i had like fucking 36 dollars of like change i was like dude i i would have like thrown this away you know what i mean like it's just so weird that it's like whole dollars is change are you so a change thrower away person if it's all right quarters no dimes if it's close to the beginning of the month i'll fucking save a dime Anything below that, the rats can have it. The fucking Ninja Turtles can have it. I could give a shit. I'm the one that lies to myself and says I'll go to a coin star one day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a coin star in 10 years. 
Damn, I mean, you probably got a good fucking, you probably got a good pile going though. If it's been ten years, I need to check. I don't. I. I we, now that tap happens, I don't use cash ever. So what? What's tap? Not to turn this into like a Canadian government. Well, you can do it in podcast. the states too. It's a. Uh, oh, you, I thought it was something about like them taxing your change. I was like, oh shit, dude. No, they I was like, they're that. fucking well, knocking on doors and shit up there. It's crazy. No, they don't do that. They're not that crazy. I was like, oh no, it's just it's just bad down here. It's not bad up there yet. No, no. <laughs> I mean, we already pay like thirty percent in taxes, so. God, yeah. I don't want to turn this like a fucking bitching about Uncle Sam podcast, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've experienced both. There's no real winner. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, it is nice though when I break my hand or something washing, I can just go to the hospital. Uh yeah, we uh cannot. We fucking absolutely cannot. Anyway, we won't bash on healthcare anymore. I feel like I talk <laughs> about that a lot. <laughs> the uh, coffee hardcore and political podcast. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like we're almost Joe Rogan without the. Fuck problem. yeah! You want to take some like ayahuasca or something? I do not. I don't want to do that. Well, guess you're not Joe Rogan. Guess you're kind of a pussy. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> Did Maybe I even so- wait? I- Oh, I forgot if I've like said that I'm straight edge or not. People like think that I'm being dead serious. I forgot if I said that before we were recording. No, or not. no, you, hey, you, it doesn't you, even matter. It doesn't even fucking matter. Fuck it. I was gonna be able to math in the name. It's all confusing. You, it's all you do confusing. Ta- but you do take. You're like California straight edge, so you take yeah, ayahuasca. I'm, yeah, I do. The hallucinogenics are actually allowed, you know, so it's actually yes. fine. As long you know, as you it, produce ayahuasca naturally, so you also produce. Yeah, you also produce PBR naturally, so you can just kind of kick them, just kind of kick them back. But only during football season. There's a lot of rules that go to straight edge. I really like. If we were to get into it, we'd be here all day. But the the nuances of, and it's all regional too. Like if you're in upstate New York, that, and then down south, we, it's like in Europe. If you're straight edge, you can smoke cigarettes. Like, yeah, if you're if you're in Mississippi and you're straight edge, you can huff gas. So it's just kind of like, you know, it ebbs and it flows depending on where you're at. <laughs> Pure bliss, man. Pure bliss. <laughs> uh, Why we're all here. But uh, yeah, I know that you mentioned, you know, you guys started as a COVID band. Uh, y'all put out quite a bit of music, though. Thanks, man. We fucking try. We are. Uh, thanks, dude. We have thrown out probably 10 times more than we've ever recorded. We throw out so so we are pretty like constantly writing all the time and i think even if you listen to like what we have out because we have a demo and two eps and it's funny to watch like you can really tell that we started like wanting to be like that blacklisted band like there's a song in the demo that has a chorus in it mm-hmm. and it's just like funny to move away from that to like where we're at now with the age of judgment i think we finally sort of found where we want to be we dumbed it down a lot. We're trying to write songs now that like I, I'm a total like control freak when it comes to the writing. I'm always sending like voice memos and videos of me like fucking mouth riffing and stuff. Like I'm a total control freak when it comes to that. But I like my vision for where we are now, where I want to be is like fun, just like fun stuff to listen to that you can listen to at one time and you know half the words and the riff is stuck in your head. And that's like, I wanted to write such smart lyrics for Pure Bliss. And I was like, nah, dude. I'm like, or I can just write about beating the fucking shit out of people. And that's so much more fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. So that's very funny that that's what you come from. Uh, because even in my band, like I was like, oh no, you know, I want to be more conscious. Like very like positive. I'm still pretty positive, but the lyrics are stupid. I think that's that's such a good way to write, especially now, because like people are so inundated with music all all the time. There's so many bands, there's so many fucking good bands that are dropping so much music all the time that everyone is sort of competing for everyone's like just attention, even in these (laughs) small amounts. If you can write something that's simple, maybe it's got like a fun hook to it or whatever, like a cool mosh part or like a, a... vocal bridge or just something that like sticks in your head i think it's just so infinitely useful you know and and i think it just makes a good song even outside of that so i think it's important like for us right now so we're writing again we're like working on another ep 
but like in the writing process, I'm always working towards like what's fun to listen to, catchy to listen to, but also like the second it's turned off, it's just like replaying back in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I, I don't know. And even with the age of judgment, it's like we dumbed everything down a little bit, but we kept like, didn't make it too boring, you know? Cause I feel like there's, there's a different side to that where if it's too boring and too simplistic, then you're just done with it. And you're like, okay, well that was 17 minutes of one continuous breakdown. Like if there's no valleys, there's no peaks, you know? Oh man. That's like, <laughs> I think we could, I can name drop somebody right now and it would be very, very hot take, but I think that you would agree, but there's certain nationally touring me, even internationally touring bands that have like made a name for themselves where I'm like, this is the most boring shit I have ever heard. I, <laughs> you're probably right. I probably would agree. I, you know, man, I try to never like, I, I, I think I just like what I like, man. I like, yeah. I like checking out new bands, but like, I don't know. There's just a lot that I think a lot of the stuff that's coming out now that is very big and like, People are touring and like really big ones. Like, I don't know, man. You look at bands like just to give one example, like fucking Kublai Khan or something. Like that band is massive, massive, huge. And it's crazy that a band that is, you know, I wouldn't call them like necessarily hardcore. They're kind of like that weird core adjacent, like whatever they are. They have a million monthly listeners on Spotify. So it's just like it it just is crazy that like that possibility is there and i think mm-hmm. that a lot of it that is getting into that echelon of like people liking it is good but i think a lot of it just plays very safe you right. know like that band and not to even say anything bad about kublicon or whatever i think they're a good band but i think they do play it very very safe yeah. uh so just i don't know like i was talking about new world man earlier like shit like that there's just like a ridiculous sounding new just like insane band like that shit the second that the second that ep ends it's like replaying in my head and i fucking love every second of it it's it's kublicon has found a formula well i'll just totally. say that they yeah. know they know their market uh, uh open pauses hi-hats which is fine i like open pauses hi-hats i like it as much as the next guy but it's just it's the same thing like if there's no peaks there's no valleys you know and it's just true. It, i don't know not to like start dissecting some wildly successful band, but plus that that band's been a band for like a decade, man. They deserve it. That band shoveled shit for a they long did. fucking time. So like they can eat and that fucking rules, you know? <laughs> They're also from the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, which like that's sick. Like that yeah. always fucking rules. So yeah, I remember seeing them over 10 years ago play to like 50 people. Yeah, and no one gave a shit. Like it, no one I mean, they, they made they made fans. That's it. That's what they were doing. They were going playing shit shows, making fans, and then they did that for yeah. ten years. And now they're you know they're where they are, and which is good. Yo, even the one record, uh, the one that started to blow them up. I don't know. I had fucking like ant pile and shit on it. I remember it was the oh, one yeah, that like yeah. really started to blow them up. They played a room in Syracuse the year that shit came out. I think it was like them and like I am or something. There was maybe like a fucking forty cap room. And it was full and it was fucking chaos. I forget if it was that show or a different show where me and a couple of buddies went to the venue beforehand and we just started putting up like plywood on the fucking walls, just screwing it into the walls because we just knew it was going to be pandemonium, man. Oh, yeah. Especially that that version of I Am was scary. <laughs> yeah. I like that band. I fuck with that band. I think out of the two, I like I am a bit more. I am as tight because they they're a bit more dynamic. Like they have cool thrashy parts. They have a lot more dive bombs. Which come on, like it's just uh, <laughs> it's just has that bit has that bit more to like actually catch your ear to it. Yeah, I, yeah. It's the pacing of it is very death metal. Like it's very Pantera, but like mm-hmm. that hard to kill album is one of so good the catchiest albums I've ever heard. Like yeah. that, just that and, intro where the it's like it's fucking good. Yeah, I'd never say where we like ripped off twenty seven thirty from, but you know there was sources. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely sources. Don't read too much into that. Well, that's dope. Uh, let me know what y'all got coming up. I know you got a bunch of shows you're writing, but uh, drop that plug. So right now we are writing a little bit. Uh, it's been a bit difficult because you know we our guitar player lives a couple hours away, but. As far as shows go, 
shit. Uh, next week, which I don't know how long these take to come out, but next week we got a show in Rochester. It'll be pretty fun. We're playing our buddy uh, Face First CD release show. Uh, after that, oh my god, we're going to Canada with Edict. Mm-hmm. I, I just fucking forgot all about that. We're going to like Quebec City and shit with Edict. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. That band fucking rules. Anyone that listens to this who hasn't heard Edict. Uh, then after that, we got a show in Syracuse with Madball. Uh, we got a couple that I don't even know if we have too many that aren't announced yet. We were playing with Big Boy in Syracuse. Ooh. As far as tours and stuff, yeah, Big Boy will be fucking sick, That's man. Be fun, I fucking man. love that band. Uh, as, as far as tours and shit, we got a few things that we just started. Uh, there's been a few texts sent about some tours. I'll tell you once we're done recording, but very, uh, very, very early on where I'd hate to say something and curse it, you know? <laughs> uh, and also a potential person I'm going to nag the goddamn shit out of to tour that I'll tell you once we stop recording. But, uh, yeah, we just got a bunch of local stuff, Canada with Edict, uh, potentially early next year, a good couple weeks across a good chunk of the country. Cool. Uh, but besides that, man, we're just fucking writing and chilling. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the Canada shows. I know you are playing like there's one that's like an hour or so outside of Montreal. Okay. There's like two that are relatively close, but the one that's like where I, I know where it is. I've been in that venue, but I may have to work that day. So I'm like trying to figure that shit out, but Dude, I'll either way, it'd be do. great to see you. I know I'll definitely be out at at least one of them. So, oh, and wartime is on that run too. I feel bad. I always forget to include wartime. Nice guys. Yes, I've only heard them. I've never met them before, but they're Quebec City. Yeah, yeah. Because I know one of them is like a big fest, right? It's like that uh, East Side East Side Ground Fest or something like that. Because I know it's like one day, like Reality Denied is playing. Yes. Uh, that that'll be fucking sick. Um. I think cross check is play. I don't know. That show will be fucking fun. Those we shows love will be reality. Sick. We love reality tonight. Yeah. That band's fucking tight, dude. I think a couple of them were at the show the other day. I was like chatting with a couple of them out by the van or one of them or some shit. Also. Uh, yeah. There were like a ton of homies there. Like some dudes from spirit of vengeance were there. Uh, yeah. It's always yeah, fun to play shows... Hamilton. Yeah, dude. That was, I, dude, I love that area of Canada, man. Like sort of like, Closer to us, Canada has always been near and dear, dude. I want to come up to that fest uh, next month. Was it Hold Your Ground, Stand Your Ground, whatever it's called? Hold Your Ground, yeah. Hold Your Ground. So we have a show, the tw- is this the 23rd and 24th or something like that? We have a show one of the days, but the other day, I'm probably going to come up. That'll be pretty sick. I want to, I mean, it's like Cold Shoulders last show, and I've known those dudes forever. So I'd like to come up and like see their last show if I can, you know? And fucking Stepping Stones last show. I yes. love that fucking It is band. Stepping Stones last show. So yeah, I'll probably make it up to that. That's that'll be super cool. I will have a booth there, but uh Bruiserweight's also playing the pre-show. So oh sick. Is yeah. it the same day or is it the day before? It's the 21st. 20 yeah, 21st. 21st. I'll see what I can do, dog. It's not a fucking far drive at all. It's like fucking three hours or some shit. Is that hard luck? Uh, I've never played there, but I've seen tons of shows. I'm pretty sure Methmouth played with Madball at Hard Luck. That's cool. It's fine. It was a big like Hell yeah, brother crowd, like a nod your head, hold your beer type crowd, but like whatever, you know. <laughs> is that is that the Madball crowd? For that particular show. So all right. I think pre-COVID, yeah, that was the Madball okay. crowd. But now, post-COVID, we're playing with Madball in a couple weeks. And a bunch of people are like, I'm gonna kick the dog shit out of people when Madball is playing. And it's all these younger kids. It's like all the hit, like, because everyone else has seen, everyone's seen Madball a thousand times, you know? Like, even off, I'm sure they come up towards you all the time. Like, that band rules, they live on the road. But, like, now all these younger kids that have never seen Madball are just getting into hardcore. They're very excited about these legacy bands. I think, I think the Madball crowd might be fucking crazy now. But, I mean, I guess we'll find out. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous to see. Cause it's also at a venue it's at foofs, which is like the tallest fucking stage in North America. Wild. It's like a five foot tall stage and very narrow. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's weird. So there, we're Dude, like you there. jump off it. Uh, if you can get up it, you can jump off it. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. It's one Bring of those. a ladder. Like it'll be like the two towers, like Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Just fucking slam a tower on the, slam a fucking ladder off the side of it. Like Minas Tirith. Fuck yeah, dude. That rules. <laughs> 
uh but yeah it's um that's gonna be fun death before dishonor fucking love death before dishonor nice. i love those guys they're actually playing that mad ball show too it's the same fun great the, dudes it's the, yeah, same, it's probably the same tour yeah. it's probably the exact same tour yeah yeah now dvd is great man we played with them in uh in syracuse back in like november or something like that like brian's a friend man that band fucking rules brian's a sweetheart such a nice yeah. dude well, one of the sweetest like dudes has been around for a fucking very long very long time that dude rules and that's like the most working class hardcore band ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit fucking rules, man. I'm stoked to see them again. Uh, well, Brandon, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, before we go, I just have one last question for you. What's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns? My favorite city for beans and breakdowns? Yeah, it's a weird question. Uh, you know, man, I'm after Syracuse, New York. The 315, baby. The three one five, the powerful. Three one five, the three one five. I, re- I re- I'm, I'm telling you, I've been wearing that shirt every fucking wear, and I'm waiting for somebody to be like, "What is three one five? Well, if they don't know, gatekeep it. Like gatekeep you fucking it. wish you knew, kid. Yeah. What's that uh, video where the kids like, uh, wish you knew, weatherman or whatever the fuck? Always <laughs> asking about the fireworks. Sounds sketchy. <laughs> I bet you wish you go Google it. How about that? Yeah, fuck off, kid. Go listen to Earth Crisis. Get your weight up. Get your money up, not your funny up. Listen to Earth Crisis. Get your weight up. <laughs> uh, well, that being said, <laughs> thanks so much for uh, hanging out. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thank you, man. And you as well, dude. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Brandon for hanging out on the podcast. Be sure to check out The Age of Judgment, the most recent EP from Pure Bliss, and keep an eye out for any upcoming shows that you may be able to get out to coming soon. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the up.